0: Amen, man, we have been anxiously awaiting this weekend because we believe that God has something for you. God has something for you tonight, tomorrow is going to be a wonderful time together. And uh, you know, I think there's just something about the name of this weekend that we just said forward. There's something powerful and encouraging about the name forward. You know, there's also something powerful and discouraging about the name backwards. (laughs) It's because you weren't created to move backwards. You were always created to move forward. Forward is always the language of God. Why? Because moving forward gives us a sense of hope. It gives us a sense of growth. It gives us a sense of transformation. But but whenever we talk about backwards, it causes us to feel defeated, hopeless, and weary. And that's why God always speaks in the language of forward because it is the destination that he has for you. It's the direction that he wants you to move. And it's also the directive that he has given each and every one of us. And forward is where we want to end up. Nobody wants to move backward. Everybody wants to go forward. It's the path that we all want to take in our lives. We all want to move forward. And forward forward is also the enemy's word that he's trying to eliminate out of your vocabulary. Because the enemy doesn't want you looking forward. The enemy only wants you looking backwards. The enemy always trying to get your attention backwards. He's always trying to cause you to look back over your shoulder. The enemy does not want the word forward in your vocabulary because he is always trying to pull you back into the old sin, back into the old you, back into the old ways of doing things. And I would just tell you as we continue on in this weekend that you you don't you don't fall forward. You have to force yourself forward. You don't just fall forward, you have to force yourself forward in life. John Maxwell wrote a book called Failing Forward, and I love the concept of the book, that you can can fail and still move forward. And you say, how is that possible? It's because you failed, and then you forced yourself to learn from your failure so that you could move forward. But nobody just falls forward. The only way you will ever fall is backwards. You don't, you don't fall forward, you fall backwards. So if you want something new in your life, you are going to have to force yourself into the movement of moving forward in your life. And the other thing is we don't, you don't just float forward in life. You have to fight forward. There there is no there is no, how many of you have been to the water park and you get in the lazy river? You know, you get in the lazy river and it just it just floats you around the park and it, you know, it's just so nice. There is no la- lazy river in life. You don't just get to float forward and just enjoy the scenery. No, if you want to move forward in life, you've got to fight your way forward in life. You've got to be willing to fight for what you want to see in your life. And that's what this, this weekend is really all about. Tonight and tomorrow is, all, is going to be about helping you see What God has for you and helping you to step into that very thing. It's about equipping you to help you change your life and empowering you so that you can change your world. That's what this weekend is really all about because we want to move forward, but if we're going to move forward, we have to first see what it looks like to move forward, and then we have to be willing to step into the motion of moving forward. We've got to be equipped so that we can handle our own selves and empowered so that we can handle everything everything else around us and today as i was just praying for this moment i really felt like god spoke two things just right so clearly to me in the moment and and god said there's so many people that are going to be coming this weekend and and you 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 want the right things but you just don't know how to think the right thoughts you you have the right desires but you're not thinking the right thoughts. And so I said, wow. And I was like, man, it just hit me as I was praying. And I thought, and he said, this is what it's going to be about. You're going to you're going to get some, some clues. You're going to get some steps in order to how do I begin to think about God in a different way? How do I think about myself in a different way? How do I think about our relationship in a different way? How do I think about the, the kingdom and the call of God in a different way? And whenever you begin to think in a different way, you're going to see what you have always desired in your heart beginning to come to pass in your life. But, but not just that, he, he said there, there's other people that want the right things and you thought you could get the right things by doing certain things and what God's going to show you is that it's not about doing, it's all about being. It's not about you checking a box and doing the right things over the course of a day. It's about who you are, and God doesn't God doesn't want to just give you a checklist of things for you to check off so that you can feel good about yourself. No, God wants to come in, and he wants to do something about your being. He wants to do something about who you are on the inside, and whenever he gets into your being, he will take care of the doing, and whenever he begins to transform your thinking, then you can begin to walk into the desires that you've always had in your heart. There's nothing wrong with what you you want there's nothing wrong with the desire that's in your heart but sometimes we have a thinking problem and we have a being problem and I believe that that's where God's going to break through for so many this weekend I want to go to Joshua real real briefly and I'm so glad tonight that I'm just I'm just like the opening act tonight because Pastor Clarissa is going to bring the next session so I'm just like the I'm just like the opening act you know I'm not even the I'm not even the main band you know I'm just the opening act tonight, so we're going to, we're going to hear the word right after, after this, and we'll take a short break. But Joshua chapter 3, I want to give you this word quickly. Joshua 3, starting in verse 1. It says, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove, and they arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that was the, 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 the box where the presence of God resided. The, the presence of God was here in this box, the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it, when it begins to move, move out from your positions and follow them. When you see the priest carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Just for the next few minutes, I want to speak to you on this thought. Moving forward requires movement. Moving forward requires movement. Let's pray one more time before we get into the word. Father, God, we ask that you would do what only you can do in this moment. God, speak to our hearts. Mold us and make us into who you created and designed us to be. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray and with expectation. Everybody sit. Amen. Amen. I know that my title sounds obvious, that moving forward requires movement. It might sound obvious, but you would be amazed by how many people that are oblivious, they're oblivious to the fact that it takes movement to move forward. And they say, but, I, but I'm praying. Well, prayer is powerful. They say, I'm waiting. As waiting is wonderful. They say, I'm believing, and believing is beneficial. But moving forward always requires movement. God is getting ready to take his people here into the promised land. They've been 40 years now wandering out in the wilderness. They've been in the holding pattern waiting for 40 years for God to take them into the promised land, a place called Canaan, a land that God said is flowing with milk and honey. It was a land that was fruitful. It was a land that was prosperous. And God said, I've got this land reserved for you. And he brought his people out of Egypt so that he could take them into Canaan. But because They didn't believe along the way. They spent 40 years out here wandering in no man's land, wandering out in the middle, trapped in the wilderness. But I want you to notice something tonight. That is, just because it was promised doesn't mean that it was possessed. It was the promised land. God had promised it. God had reserved it. It it had their name sitting on the table. It was a seat reserved for them. It was a promised land, but it was not a possessed land because they were still out here wandering in the wilderness. And we we don't get to take care of the promise or to access the promise until we understand that we must possess the promise that God has for us. And you may be familiar with the story. Moses has led the people out of Egypt and he sends in 12 spies to look at the land. And he tells them, this is the land that God has promised us. This is the land that God is giving us. And 12 spies go into the land. And they all come back with a, a similar report about what was in the land. They said, "Whoa, it really is a good land. Wow, the fruit. Man, the fruit was amazing. We we brought back some fruit just for you to try out. Man, it really is a land with milk and honey. It's a beautiful pasture. I mean, man, it's everything that you wanted. But there's a problem. 10 of the 12 spies said, but but there." There are big walled cities in that land, and and they got some weapons that we don't have, and and on top of all that, man, there's some giants there, and there's no way that we have a chance to fight those giants, and because of their unwillingness to possess what God had promised, they spent 40 years wandering. Now, when we read in the text in Joshua 3, Moses has died, and Joshua is... And the new generation are getting ready to move forward. They're getting ready to possess what God had promised them. And and I want us to see how they move forward because it's a complete parallel from the way they move forward is going to be the exact same way that you're going to move forward. it, it It is a parallel between how they moved into their promised land and how you can move into your promised land as well. Number one is this, is that you're going to have to move from your position. You're going to have to move from your position. If you remember, that's the instruction that God gave. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, move out from your positions. How many of you know that whenever you've been in one position for a long time, it can be hard to move. You know, if if you've been sitting for a long time, I've had the opportunity to to travel and fly across the country. When you've been sitting in an airplane seat or around the world, and you've been sitting in an airplane seat for 12 hours, let me tell you, getting up, you you feel like you're never going to get up again, or you're never going to sit down again. Something's never happening again. When you try to get up out of that seat, it's like pop, pop, pop. You know, it's like, oh man, and it's hard to even walk, just to, to stumble down the aisleway because you've been in one position so long that it hurts whenever you get up and it doesn't matter if you've been standing up for a long time or sitting a long time or some of you know this man getting up out of bed in the morning you've been there so long you know it's like that that, that alarm clock's going off but like you don't hear it you know snooze 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 and uh, you know it's just how you've been there so long that it's it's really difficult to get up and I've also discovered that this whole thing about being in one position it's like the older you get the more you notice it you know, what I'm saying like I, I've been in some meetings and I sit there and I kind of cross my leg, and it's been there longer than I thought. And I go to move my leg and I'm like, "Ooh, whoo, Jesus, ho, hallelujah!" You know, and they're like, "Hey, pastor, you all right?" I'm yeah, I'm just praying for you. You know, I mean, it's just I'm just trying to move, uh, and and it can be it can be difficult, and it's it's tough to move from your position uh, sometimes. But can I tell you that it's the same way in your spiritual life? It's the same way in your life. When you've been in one mindset so long, one opinion so long, one preference so long, one worldview for so long, when you've been stuck in one sin so long, it is so much more difficult to move. The longer you have been in the position, the harder it is for you to move. And they have been in this position for 40 years. I want you to see and understand the significance of what was taking place. This wasn't a four-day event. This wasn't a four-week event. This was 40 years they have been in the same position. position, and now God was saying, it is time for you to move out of the position that you have been in, and I know it's going to be tough, and I know it's going to be difficult, but if God said it, you need to know that it's possible. See, you can't move forward until you determine that you will move out of your position. For some of us, that's easier said than done. Sounds easy enough, just move out from where you are but for some of us we've been, we've been stuck in one train of thinking for so long it's so difficult for us to move out of that we 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 have a we have a a thought pattern we have developed, we have developed our own preferences and opinions about a lot of things and because we've developed those opinions, and we have lived in those opinions, and those opinions were the opinions of our parents, and they were the opinions of their parents' parents, and they were the opinions of those parents' parents' parents, and it just passed all the way down. And today we are, we are living in some opinions. But can I can I tell you today is that that sometimes whenever we get into positions, we get into those positions without investigating them. We get into positions because we just assume some things, and we never actually checked it out for ourselves. And because we just assumed that that was right, and we just thought well that that's what my dad said then it's got to be true and if that's what my grandmother taught me then that must be right and we've just taken these positions and we have sat in these positions so long and now God is speaking to us and saying hey I want you to move out of that position and we're like what position I, I don't have a position because I've been here so long I'm stuck, and I'm stuck, and I don't even realize that I'm in a certain position. And God's saying, hey, I want you to come out of that position. And you're like, but I've been in this position for 25 years. I've had this preference for 25 years. I've, I've been sitting in this opinion for 25 years. I've been dealing with this for all this time, and I'm sitting right here, and I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can move. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 says, wise words bring approval. But fools are destroyed by their own words. Fools base their thoughts on foolish assumptions. So their conclusions will be wicked madness. They chatter on and on. They chatter on and on. We are talking and we are taking our stand and we are affirming our position all the while not realizing that we're standing in the spot of the fool because we assume some things were right. And we, we never check the details. And we never check, God, what do you have to say about this position? What does your word have to say about this position? And I'm in this position, and I have defended my position, and I have posted my, my position on Facebook, and I've told all of my coworkers where my position is. I have taken up my position, and yet I didn't realize that I was standing in the spot of the fool. And our thoughts and our talk, And therefore, our our future has been dictated to us by an assumption. By an assumption. We took a position based on an assumption. And you have to remember the generation before we read here in Joshua chapter 3, they took a position. They took a strong position. And their position is, I don't care if God said it's our land, there's no way that we can do it. They took a strong position. It was a position that it's not going to happen. We will not get into that land. They are too strong. We look like grasshoppers in their sight. But if we aren't willing to walk away from our preferences, our perspectives, and our current positions, then we don't need to worry about moving forward because we will always be stuck in the past. Until you can first come to the place and say, it's, it's time for me to move out of some positions. I've been stuck in a certain way of thinking. I've been stuck in some mindsets and some opinions and some preferences and some worldviews. I've been stuck in some things, and I never even really thought that it was all my assumption. I never I never even thought to check it out with the word of God. I never even thought, and so I've been stuck in this, I've been stuck in this assumption. But here, here's what you need to know: that God will always call you out of your position, the same way that He did to the disciples. In Matthew chapter 4, it says one day Jesus was walking along the shore of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and they followed him. I want you to understand tonight that it's okay for you not to know what fishing for people looks like. It's okay for you not to know exactly how do I move forward in every area of my life. But it's not okay for you to stand in the water and hold your position, and cling to your nets, and be unwilling to move from where you are. The only way you get to follow Jesus is when you leave your position, and you drop what's in your hand, and you say, I will forsake it all for the opportunity to follow you. You gotta move, you gotta move from your position. Here's the second thing, you gotta move beyond your pain. You have to move beyond your pain. I mean, let's... Let's be honest about the story. I don't know how you read the Bible, but when I read the Bible, I like to put myself in the story. I don't like reading it like a history book. I like reading it like I was actually living it out there. And I want you to think about the story. Forty years they had been in the desert. The Bible says that everyone, when they came out of Egypt, everyone that was 20 years old or older all died in the wilderness. So everyone that was one year old to 19 years old, they had seen all of their parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, everybody over 20, they had watched everybody die. Every one of them died in the 40 years they all died in the wilderness. An entire generation died. You can't can't sit here and ignore the pain that they were dealing with during these 40 years. It wasn't just that they were walking around in the desert. It just wasn't that they weren't living where God had called them to live. They were also uh, surrounded by pain. And I wonder if the stories of the fruitfulness of the land trickled back throughout the camp and down into the next generation. I, I just wonder if they were Walking around out there in the desert and living well below what God intended them to live in, and, and I wonder if they ever just started talking about. You know, my, my uncle told me a story about that fruit. My uncle was there whenever they brought it back. He says the most. He was. He said it was the most beautiful fruit he had ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? My grandfather. My grandfather actually got to taste the fruit. And he said the fruit was so delicious that it was like nothing he had ever put in his mouth. In all of his years in Egypt, all of the best food of Egypt did not have anything to compare to what he put in his mouth. And I wonder if they traded stories about the greatness of the land that God had promised as they walked around out there in the wilderness. And you can't tell me that that didn't create pain. Because they're walking in something that they had absolutely nothing to do with. The decision of ten men put them in the, in the wilderness. They could have been eating the fruit. It could have been glorious. But instead, they were surrounded by disappointment. And they were surrounded by pain. And there's one thing that I can guarantee you that you're going to be surrounded by at some point in life. And that is disappointment and pain. Some pain you bring on yourself. Some pain other people bring on you. We've all experienced failure at some level. Some of us more costly than others. But failure nonetheless And every single one of us in this room have had the opportunity to live in unforgiveness, to live with resentment, to live with bitterness. Every single one of us have somebody let us down, somebody disappoint us, somebody hurt us, somebody not treat us fairly or treat us right. We have all had that happen. But if you want to move forward, moving forward demands that you move beyond all that. Moving forward demands that you move beyond unforgiveness, that you move beyond bitterness, that you move beyond defense, that you move beyond failure, that you move beyond disappointment. Because these are all things that tie you to your past because that's where they all happened. You get tied to your past because the thing that you're bitter about, it happened in your past. And the thing that you're not willing to forgive somebody, that's not a future event, that was a past event. And so the enemy, what does he do? He gets your attention backwards and he locks you back into your past. And he ties you up and doesn't prevent and he prevents you from moving forward in life. Why? Because you can't move beyond the pain. What if they would have been out there in the wilderness and they would not have been able to move beyond the pain? I can't get over what I can't get over what those 10 guys did. I can't get over. I've lost my whole family out here. Everything that I knew, I lost it all. I lost all my brothers and all my sisters. I I lost everything out here in the wilderness. But If you don't move beyond your pain, you don't ever need to worry about moving into your promise. Because you have to be willing to move beyond your pain and your disappointment. Let's move, move on to number three. That is move into your place. You have to move into your place. This is what the Bible said. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they're carrying the presence of God. He said move out from your position and follow them. Move into your place behind the Ark. Get into the path of God. When you decide to move out of your current position and you decide to move beyond your pain, then and only then can you move into the place of his grace. It's only then when you say, I am moving out of this position, only then we say, I'm willing to move beyond my pain. I will not let my pain, I will not let this hold me back. I will not be a a prisoner to my past. I am willing to move beyond my pain, and then I get to move into the pathway of his presence. I get to move into the place of his grace. This is what happens when you determine that God's got a seat at the table for me, and I'm going to take my seat. This is what happens whenever you realize that God desires to adopt you into his family and you say, I'm gonna say yes to that request. God wants me in his family, I'm gonna say yes to that. I'm going to get into my place. I'm gonna take my seat at the table. I will receive my adoption papers. I will be a part of what God wants me to be a part of. Ephesians 1, verse four, it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ in Christ, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. So God decided in advance to adopt you. It was his desire all along. When you were dysfunctional and messed up, he said, I want that one. I want that one. I have chose you. I have handpicked you. You are my masterpiece. You are my handiwork. I have chose you. I want you to be in my family. He already determined and decided that he wanted to adopt you, and he wanted to bring you into his family. And that's why the writer of Acts, Luke said this in Acts 17, 28. He he was quoting another scripture. He said, For in him we live and move and exist, as some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. For in him we live, and in him we move, and in him we exist. It is in Christ that we find our salvation. It is in Christ that we find our belonging. It is in Christ that we find our new life. It is in Christ that we find our new direction. And after the Israelites began to follow the ark, and they began to move in a new direction, it was only then that they were headed in the pathway of their promise. And can I tell you, it is only when you decide, I will move out of my position, and I will move beyond my pain, and I will get into the place of His grace. I will get into the pathway of God, and I will begin to move forward. And when you begin to get into your place behind His presence and your place in His grace, it is what you begin to move towards. And you don't just move toward your promise, you move toward your purpose. It's number four you move towards your purpose. You move towards your purpose. And it says in verse 4 there of our text, it says, Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. When you've never traveled somewhere before, you need directions. And Joshua is saying, you, you've never moved toward this promise before. You've never moved toward this, toward this purpose before. So you've got to follow the ark, follow the presence of God, follow the priest. They will guide you along this pathway. You see, it isn't until you are in the right place in Christ that you can begin to move towards your purpose. It's only when you get in Christ that you can begin to move towards your purpose. But once you are in that place, it should be like you can't help but move forwards to your purpose because you understand what Ephesians chapter two verse ten says. It says, "For we are His workmanship, His own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He set." So that he, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he pre-arranged and made us ready for. You see, he is the one that already set the path. He already set the path. He already prepared the purpose for you. The good work is just waiting on you, and it's waiting for me to get in the pathway of Christ and get in my place in the family. And when I get in my place in the family, I can begin to move towards my purpose, and this is where it gets really exciting. This is where it just, this is what it is really all about. This is when you say, this is what I was created for. This is why he formed me. This is why he transformed me, that I could pursue this purpose with all all of my heart, and that's what the people do. They get out of their position. They move beyond their pain. They get behind the ark. Now they're moving towards their purpose. They're moving towards their promise, but there was only one problem. This was not a normal walk. Because the Jordan River was in their way. And they get out of their position and step beyond their pain and they get into the place and they're doing everything that they know what to do. And that now they are walking and they're moving towards their purpose. But the only problem is they're marching right towards a problem. That's the last thing that you gotta know if you're if you're gonna move forward in your life, you're gonna have to move through your problem. Cause it's not gonna be as easy as you thought it was. It's not going to be as seamless as you would like it to be. Because for each and every one of us, there's a barrier. There's a Jordan River, there's an obstacle. There's an adversity. There will be something that you have to move through, and whenever you get in place and you start moving towards your promise, it's not just going to be a casual stroll. It's not going to be peaches and cream. Everything's not just going to stack up right for you. There's not just gonna be a bridge that comes down and you just get to walk over on your bridge. No, God is gonna take you to the bank of the Jordan, and he's going to say, do you believe that you can move through this? Do you believe that I can even cause your barriers to stand up at attention? Do you believe that I can really break the chains off of your life? Do you really believe that I can make a way where there seems to be no way? Do you really believe that I am the God of miracles? Do you really believe that you can move through this problem? If you're going to move forward... (laughs) You only have one chance, and you only have one choice, and that's to move through your problems because it would be a shame for you to get out of your position and move beyond your pain and get in your place and start to move towards your purpose for you to encounter your first problem and just say, no, I'll just, I'll just sit down here. This would be good for me. I came far enough. And right over there, they're, they're eating the fruit. Right over there, they're walking into their calling and they're, they're, they're fulfilling purpose and destiny. Over there, over there, things are happening. The Jericho wall is falling and they're taking the land and, and God is with them. And they're seeing miracle after miracle, breakthrough after breakthrough. Great things are happening over there. But you're still sitting on this side of the Jordan saying, well, I just, I just don't, I don't know how to deal with this problem. If you if you want to move forward you got to be willing to move through some problems say but but Philip I've got some I've got some big pro I've got some big issues your issue is not bigger than our God but I got some I got some big struggles let me tell you your struggle will bow down and worship God. But the only way that you get to where God is calling you, the only way that you will stand on your promise is that if you're willing to step out of your position It's the only way. The only way you will stand where God created you to stand and stand on your promise, to stand in the abundant life, to stand in the overflow, to stand where God has created you to stand. There is only one way, and that is you've got to get out of your position. You've got to step away from your pain and move beyond that. And you get in Christ, and you say it's in you and in you alone. I take my place at the table. I'm going to move forward into my purpose and more importantly than that, I'm going to move through every problem. It's the only way you get to your promise. How you get to your promise is the only way, it's the exact same way that how they got to theirs. Moving forward requires movement. You got to be willing to move. I want you to stand with me right now. I want you to bow your heads just for a moment. Because here's here's what I believe tonight. I I believe there's some people in here and you're stuck in some positions. You're stuck in some preferences and some opinions. And I believe that you walked in here and you didn't even know it until I started speaking about it, and as I was speaking about it, I believe that for some of you, the Holy Spirit was whispering in your ear, that's what that is, that's what that is, that's what that is, that's what that opinion is, that's what that preference is, that's what that pleasure is, that's what that sin is, you are stuck in your own position. I believe there's some others here and you really haven't moved beyond your pain, there's still some heartache, there's still some disappointment, there's still some bitterness. There's some people in your life that you just have been unwilling to forgive. You're carrying some resentment in your heart. You're discouraged. battling with depression, all because you just haven't moved beyond your pain. Come on, the the people of Israel knew what it was to have pain too. They watched their loved ones die. They spent 40 years in a place that they had nothing to do with. Ten people made that decision for them. Ten people brought back a negative report that spread throughout the camp. They didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe maybe you've been mistreated. Maybe somebody's done you wrong. And you are sitting in pain. You are sitting in pain tonight. You are sitting in pain. Can I tell you, you can't move and stand on your promise if you're still sitting in your pain. Tonight I believe there's going to be somebody that says, it's time for me to move beyond my pain. Move beyond my disappointment. Move beyond my discouragement. Move beyond my bitterness. I've got to move beyond it. Maybe there's somebody tonight that you really haven't taken your place. You haven't really taken your place in Christ. Maybe you took your place in the church. (laughs) You got your seat in the church, but you you haven't really stepped in Christ yet. You've taken up your name on the roll, the church roster. You've taken up a place of membership, but you haven't taken your place in Christ. You say, how, how, how do I know if I've taken my place in Christ? Well, who who's living? Is it you or Jesus? Who's, who is controlling your life? Because if you're in Christ, it is no longer you that live, but it's Christ that lives in you. If you've really taken your place in Him, it's not your way, it's all about His way. Some of you tonight might realize, man, I really haven't taken my place in Christ. I I haven't really understood what it means to be in Him. Tonight you say I've got to move. I've got to move. I've got to move. I've got to move. I've got to move towards my purpose. For some of you tonight, you've just been coasting. You've just been sitting on the sidelines. You're not moving towards your purpose. You're not moving to being and doing what God has Called you to be and do. You're not. You're not moving towards that purpose. You're just a spectator. You're not a participator. You're not. You're not. You're not doing the good works that God created you to do. You're not moving towards your purpose. But tonight, you say, I've, "I've got to move." And some of them, and so, and, and maybe some of you tonight, your, your problem has been your barrier, and you have not been willing to step into your problem that's what they had to do the priest stepped into the water when their feet went into the water the waters parted the 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 water didn't do anything until they decided we're going to move through it I don't know if we're gonna walk on top of it I don't know if we're gonna walk right through it I don't know if God's gonna divide it I don't know what God's gonna do but I know God has called us to go he's called us to move he's called us to be he's called us to do and so I will move through my problems but some of you you've been Paralyzed by your problem and unwilling to move into your promise. Moving forward requires movement. Tonight if you say, Philip, I I know I'm one that's been stuck in a position. I know I've been stuck in a position, a mindset, an attitude, a belief, an opinion, a perspective, a preference. I've been stuck in that position. And you know the Holy Spirit right now is speaking to you. That's you. That's you. You know the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about this position. And you know that's you. If, If you know that tonight, come on, will you shoot your hand up in the air right now? Say, that's me. I've been stuck in a position, stuck in a position, stuck in a position. Thank you how many of you know that you haven't been willing to move beyond your pain? You can put your hands down. You know that you haven't been willing to move beyond your pain, and you say tonight is the night. Tonight's the night I forgive. Tonight's the night that I release all bitterness, I release all resentment. Tonight's the night when I release all my disappointment and my discouragement. Tonight's the night I will not sit in my pain because I want to stand in my promise. And if you know that that's you tonight, come on, shoot your hand up, say I'm ready to move beyond my pain. If that's you tonight, I'm ready to move beyond my pain. I'm ready to move beyond my pain. pain. on, tonight, if you, you say, Pastor, I, I really haven't taken my place. I haven't taken my place in His grace. I really have not taken my place in Christ because there is still way too much me. It, it is what I want to do when I want to do it. I'm not carrying my cross. I have not fully submitted my life to the Lordship of Christ. I I there, It's me that's living, not Christ living in me. And you say, tonight, I need to get in my place. I need to get in the place of grace. You know, God's speaking to you right now. That's you. Come on, lift your hand if you know it. If you know it, that's me. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Have you say, Pastor, I've been sitting on the side, I've been watching. I've been an observer, I haven't been a participator, and you say, it's time for me to get active in the good work, it's time for me to be, it's time for me to do, it's time for me to put some feet to to my purpose, it's time for me to move forward, and you say, I'm not going to watch anymore, if I'm going to move forward, if I'm going to move into everything that God has for me, then I've got to begin to move towards the reason that He created me and the good works that He created me to do, and you know, that's you, God's been speaking to you about your purpose, you got to get up, you got to move towards purpose, that's you, come on, lift your hand right now, lift. Put your hand. You got to move towards purpose, move towards purpose, move towards purpose. And then you can put your hands down. How many of you say, I'm paralyzed by my problem, I'm paralyzed by my fear paralyzed by my thoughts of being unqualified, I'm paralyzed, I'm just paralyzed by my past, I'm I'm just paralyzed, I'm paralyzed by what could be, what could happen, worry, anxiety, greed, self I'm just paralyzed, i got some issues, and I've got some problems, and I'm just paralyzed by those things, but you say, tonight, I'm ready to step into my problem, I'm ready to move through my problem, and you know, that's what God's speaking to you about right now, you say, that's me, come on, lift your hand right now, if you know that's you, lift lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand, come on, this is what I want you to do right now, Come on, we say if we're going to move forward, it requires movement. If you lifted your hand for one, two, three, four, or all five, I want you to step out of the place that you're standing. I want you to come right down front. I want you to move. Symbolically, I want you to step out of your position. Symbolically, I want you to step out and move beyond your pain. I want you to move into your place. I want you to get in the place of His grace right now. I want you to step into Christ. I want you to move towards your purpose right now. I want you to say, I'm not going to sit back and wait. I'm not going to sit back and watch anymore. It's time for me to get active. It's time for me to get involved. And I'm not going to let my problem hold me back from God's promise. I'm not going to be scared anymore. I'm not going to have any doubt anymore. But I'm going to step out. I'm going to put my foot in the water. And I'm going to begin to move through the problems that have held me back all of my life. Now Father, I pray all across this place as we begin to worship in just a moment. I pray that you would do a miracle. God I pray that you would meet them I pray that you would touch them I pray that you would empower them I pray for breakthrough right now in Jesus name Lord I pray that you would do more than we can even imagine that you are going to do God if we're going to move forward it starts with us moving and God I thank you that people have moved out they have stepped out and God they are trusting you to meet them right where they are down here in Jesus mighty name come on let's begin to sing and worship tonight become more aware of your I want you to repeat this after me say Heavenly Father I'm ready to move and I'm ready to move forward I'm ready to stand on my promise I will move from my position I will move beyond my pain I will move into my place. I will move towards my purpose. And I will move through my problem so that I can stand on the promise you have for me. Father, come on, I just feel, I just feel the Holy Spirit doing a great work right now some of you, you've been stuck in a position and, and you can literally feel yourself just, you can just feel yourself creaking out of that position. Something brand new is happening. I, I, I sense what I see in my mind right now is almost as... Uh, 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 a butterfly that's breaking out of a cocoon that you, you you've been you've been insulated so long and and you've been tied up so long but you're getting ready to break out of that cocoon and when you come out you you think you're just going to fall out but you don't realize that you're about to fly out you don't realize you you, you think oh god I'm gonna come out all nasty and I'm gonna come out all beat up and I'm gonna come out all broken and I'm gonna come out all bruised and I'm gonna come out of this all bent. I've been in this position so long, but what you don't understand is that God's calling you out. And when God calls you out, He brings you out like a butterfly. He brings you out with wings. God brings you out beautiful. It doesn't matter how long you've been stuck in that position. When God calls you out, He's calling you out for a reason. He's calling you out because He's going to carry you into your promise, and He's not going to have you just rolling into your promise. He's not going to have you just limping into your promise. No, God's going to bring you out beautiful. He's going to bring Bring you out healed. He's going to bring you out whole. He's going to break you out of the position that you've been in, and you're going to fly into the future and into the destiny and to the promise that He has for you. Some of you haven't been able to move. The the, the picture I have in my mind right now is you haven't been able able to move because of your pain. And what I see is is I see an old school uh, ball and chain. And I see somebody, you've watched other people walk into their purpose. And you've, 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 you've you've been shackled, you've been chained back. And there's somebody standing here at the front, and you wondered if you would ever, if you would ever, somebody in the room, you wondered if you would ever, if you would ever be able to take the step that you are about to take. some of you that thought has dominated your mind would I would I ever will I ever be able to get over will I ever be able to move beyond will I ever be able to step into that because I'm so tied to this and the step that you are about to take man I feel the Holy Spirit that step you are about to take it was a dream It was a hope, it was a wish. It wasn't even a hope, it was just a wish. And what I feel the Holy Spirit saying is that your wish is about to become your reality because you're about to move beyond your pain. You're about to see that ball and chain. You're about to see that thing removed off of your life. And you're going to move like you have never moved before in your life. You're going to move healed. You're going to move forward free. You're going to move forward in forgiveness. You're going to move forward with courage. You're going to move forward in encouragement. You're going to move forward leaving those things behind. Disappointment, pain, hurt, bitterness, resentment. You're going to walk away from it. And you're going to get in Christ. And the reason you got to get in Christ is because that's where your victory has been all along. And you were waiting for Yourself to get victory and Jesus said no I'm gonna come and you just get in me you just find yourself in my power you find yourself in my victory and that ball and chain doesn't have a chance that pass doesn't have a chance that pain doesn't have a chance because I'm calling you to my table and I'm calling you to my place I'm calling you into your purpose and into your destiny. And some of you tonight, what you wish might possibly happen tonight, God says, it is now your reality. Come on, if you need to forgive right now, you say, God, I forgive them. Come on, that disappointment, leave it right here. You're going to leave it here just like a ball and chain. Leave that disappointment right here at the altar. Just leave it. I'm leaving, I'm I'm, I'm taking it off, I'm I'm unshackling myself. been standing in front of you. That Jordan River that's been taunting you. That Jordan River that's been telling you you will never stand on the promise. That Jordan River that's been mocking you. That Jordan River that's been insulting you. That Jordan River that's been talking trash to you for years. That Jordan River that's been threatening you. It's been accusing you. It's been pointing its finger in your face. It has stood in your way of everything that God created you for. That problem that has been there. For so long, I want you to know. I want you to see in your mind right now. Come on, just step out, just put your foot, just go ahead and put your foot into that problem. Go ahead and step out into that Jordan River. Go ahead and say, I'm not afraid of my problems anymore because I'm not coming alone. I'm not fighting my own battles. I just got behind the presence of the Lord. I just got behind the Ark of the Covenant. And I've never come this way before. But God is the one that's marking my path out for me. God that's leading me and I'm not afraid of my problem. I'm stepping into my problem because I'm about to move through my problem so that I can stand on my promise, so that I can celebrate in my promise, so that I can rejoice in my promise, so that I can be and do everything that God has called me to be and do. I'm not afraid of of my problem anymore, but I'm getting ready to move through my problem. I want you to see yourself right now in your mind's eye. Whatever that thing has been, whatever that fear has been, whatever that worry has been, whatever that thing has been in your life, I want you to see yourself moving right through it right now. Because God's going to take you from the wilderness into the promised land. Why? Because it's time for you to move forward. And moving requires movement. And God says, I'm ready to see you move. And because you move, I will make a way. Because you move and you got behind my presence, my presence will make a path for you. Because you decided to move tonight, my presence will cause your problem to stand in at attention. Your problem will salute you as you walk by. Your problem will bless you as you walk through. Your problem will high five you on the way. Your problem will encourage you. Your problem will be a testimony. Your problem will be there as you walk through it into the promise that God has for you. And you will say there's only one way that it happened and it was the goodness of the Lord. It's time to stop falling back And it's time to move forward Father we give you praise And we give you glory tonight There is no one like you Thank you God For your presence And thank you for your touch at me just for a moment before I'm going to take a 8 minute break here and we're going to come back in at 8 o'clock Pastor Clarissa is going to share with you I want you to know it's time for you to move forward like you've never moved forward before in your life it's time for you to move It's time for you to move. You're not moving alone. God's moving with you. And God is going to be the one that sees to it that you move from your position so that you can stand on the promise that He has for you. Your problems aren't your problems anymore, they're God's problems. God can handle your problems every single time.